Welcome to Silly History. I'm Matt Pekarski. I love funny stories, especially when they come from real life. I've compiled a long list of true tales that made me laugh, and now I want to share them with you. There's a lot of crazy stuff historical figures did or said, and yet we've never heard about them. History class would have been a lot more interesting with some of these sprinkled in here and there. Not that I ever disliked learning history. Hopefully there's at least a couple of yarns you haven't heard before. Let's hear one now. Cambyses II of Persia was marching to conquer the city of Pelusium, the gateway to Egypt in 525 BC. He knew his chances of winning were high, but still, he wanted to ensure that the conflict was short and sweet. He studied up on Egypt's cultural and political histories, looking for any piece of trivia that would give him the strategic edge. As he perused the local lore, a particular tidbit caught his attention. It was then that he knew he discovered the empire's Achilles heel. Cat. Egyptians seriously loved their cats. We actually get the name cat from the ancient North African word for the species, kata. Most of us are familiar with the fact that ancient Egyptians worshipped multiple goddesses who were depicted as cats. Most notably were Maftet, Bastet, and Sekhmet, who represented justice, fertility, and power, respectfully. Bastet and Sekhmet were eventually conflated as the two aspects of one deity. Bastet, representing the gentler side of the goddess, won the popularity contest for the people's love and adoration. Maftet is the earliest known cat deity worshipped in Egyptian culture. Relics date her presence during the First Dynasty, the time when Upper and Lower Egypt were finally united into a single empire under one ruler. It was during this time that the Egyptians began to appreciate cats for their natural abilities. Protecting farmers' crops from decimation by rats and mice, or young children from harm by venomous animals, creeping into their homes. But Maftet got sidelined during the Second Dynasty, when Bastet rose in popularity. This is when the real cat craze began. Every year, Egypt held a massive festival at the Temple of Bastet in Bubastis, with as many as 700,000 men and women traveling from every corner of the country to party in her honor. She was worshipped as the protector of fertility and warded off evil spirits and disease. And since cats often symbolized these aspects of life in the physical realm, Bastet's deity was represented, even fulfilled, by living cats. And so many household cats were spoiled, adorned with jewelry by their rich owners, and widely regarded as integral, high-ranking members of the family. Some accounts seem to indicate that there were owners who even allowed their pets to eat directly off of their own dishes during mealtime, if this is what the cats fancied. The Egyptians' feline fixation grew to the point of regarding the life of a cat as sacred. They took great physical pains to protect cats from any and all harm. Men would run into burning buildings to save a trapped cat, or stand outside to prevent any from entering and perishing. Cat exportation became a crime, which of course, ignited lucrative smuggling operations. In response, the Egyptian government formed an agency that sent agents into neighboring countries to find and bring home cats they believed were illegally exported. The natural death of a cat was no small matter either. After shuffling off this mortal coil, they were mummified and entombed in the temple of Bastet. Nothing signified the profound loss more than when the family shaved their eyebrows in memoriam. 
The period of mourning only ended when their eyebrows grew back. Cats were even buried with their human masters to accompany them in the afterlife. And just like their masters, the cat mummies were given provisions, like a bowl of milk and mummified mice, as spiritual sustenance for traveling across the river Styx. The progression of Egyptian cat worship peaked when it became a crime to kill the precious creature. It was an unpardonable sin, and according to law, it didn't matter whether a cat was killed maliciously or accidentally. The convicted felon was sentenced to death. This law remained in effect for as long as cats were worshipped, even into Roman times. Once, a Roman citizen accidentally offed one and suffered the consequences. Even the reigning king of Egypt, Ptolemy, in fear of Roman vengeance, attempted to intervene but failed to save the person. And so, the value of the cat's life proved to be one of the ultimate downfalls of the Egyptian empire. Cambyses II of Persia now had the perfect strategy to hit the Egyptians below the proverbial belt. He ordered his soldiers to paint images of cats on their shields, taunting the Egyptian army with the idea that they were fighting against their beloved goddess. He even ordered his men to physically herd cats and throw them into the battlefield between themselves and the Egyptian army. Succumbing to a healthy fear of harming their beloved species and committing a sacrilege, the Egyptian army surrendered. The city fell and Egypt along with it. It is said that Cambyses II, as he took a victory lap through Pelusium, mocked the conquered citizens by throwing cats into their faces. The obsession with cats has clearly survived this period in history. Other cultures of the world have also documented cat mythology, including the Greeks and Slavs. But there's no doubt in my mind that the lion's share of the credit for our feline infatuation belongs to the Egyptians. Thanks for listening. If you liked this episode, please subscribe, give it a five-star rating, and share with not one but two of your friends. If I haven't told your favorite silly story from history, send me an email at nightowlbroadcasting at gmail.com. Subject, Silly History Story. This is a Night Owl production and made possible thanks to donations by you, the listener. 